Welcome to the Property Magic Podcast. My name is Simon Zucci, and in this podcast, I'm going to deep dive into the property investing strategies and investor mindset for my book, Property Magic. I will also share real estate investing hints, tips, and tricks, which I normally only share on my Property Mastermind Mentorship. Hello and welcome to episode number 139 of the Property Magic Podcast, in which I'm going to talk to you about why you should not be doing joint ventures in property. Now, let me just start by saying joint ventures can be absolutely fantastic, and there's some really good reasons why you should be doing them, but the point of this podcast is to explain how they can be very, very expensive. Now, I've got other episodes of the Property Magic Podcast uh, that you should listen to all about joint ventures, in particular episode number 56. However, in this particular podcast, as I said, I want to talk more about the cost of you doing joint ventures. Now, just to make sure we're all on the same page here, what is a joint venture? Well, it's where two or more parties come together for mutual benefit. They have a share of risk and a share of reward. In the property world, a typical way of joint ventures is where someone has run out of their own money, but they're good at finding great deals. They find a really good deal and they joint venture with someone else. They go into business together and the other person puts the money in required to do the deal. And typically they'll have a share of the cash flow generated from the property and also they'll share the equity. Now, many investors start off doing joint ventures and it's a really good way to start building up your property portfolio, although it's expensive because you're giving away half of your profits. Now, the problem is that often people start with joint ventures and they stick with joint ventures. They get lazy and they don't move on to the next step, which is private loans. Because they think, well, if someone puts in all the money, that's really easy. And a common mistake is people think they need to give away 50% of their profits in order to attract the money to do the deal. And it's simply not true. This is definitely a question around belief and mindset. You see, there are plenty of people who prefer to have less risk and they'll be happy to just get a return on their money. Because that's what you must remember. A joint venture is a share of risk and also a share of reward. So what's a private loan? How is it different from a joint venture? Well, a private loan is where someone lends you money for a set period of time at a set interest rate, and they get the first call on profits. In other words, they get their money back and their interest before you make any profit at all. So there's always a risk in anything you do, but there's probably less risk for the lender in a private loan than there is with a joint venture. Now, If you're doing joint ventures, I want you to listen very, very carefully here just to make sure you understand the true cost of doing joint ventures. So let me give you a theoretical example here. So let's say you find a property and you can buy it below market value. So we always want to buy below market value if possible. That means we have some instant equity in the property on day one. Now, one of the ways of buying below market value property is finding properties that need a lot of work doing to them. And obviously, it kind of goes without saying, but I'm going to say anyway, the money you spend on a property should be far less than the value you create by doing the refurbishment. So, for example, it might be a deceased estate. to someone who's passed away. They've left the property to some of their heirs and the property probably needs modernizing. It hasn't been changed for 20 or 30 years. So maybe you need to spend a good amount of money on that property. So let's say you buy it for £150,000, and let's assume that's a good discount, and then you spend £60,000 
pounds, turning into a six bed licensed HMO. Now, in reality, it might cost you more than that, but I'm just making up some numbers here to give you an example. Now, let's say the new value of that property might be £300,000. And whenever you add value to a property, you have two choices. You can either sell the property, it's called flipping property, so you buy it, add value, sell it on for a profit, or if there's enough profit in there, you could potentially remortgage the property, take out your initial deposit and some or all of the money you've spent on the property, and then hold the property for long term. Now, you can make money flipping property and holding property. I prefer to hold property because when you buy something, flip it on, you only ever make money on that property once. You know, you can't make any more cash going forward. However, if you refinance to get your money back out and hold the property, well, you make money every single month going forward and you get the long-term capital growth. Now, typically when you refinance, you're going to refinance on the value you've created. And let's say you turn this property into £300,000 HMO. If you're getting a commercial mortgage, you might get 70% loan to value. So the value is 300000 70% of that is £210,000. Now, remember, you bought the property for 150, you spent 60 turning into this six bed HMO. So 150 plus 60 is 210. What that means is you get all of your money out. You get the deposit money back and all the refurbishment money. Now, an important point to make here is many people make the mistake that when looking at a property like this, this is what I call momentum investing, or some people call it BRRR, where you buy, you refurbish, you refinance, and then you rent out. Well, the problem that people face is they say, well, if I can't get all the money out, I'm not going to do the deal. And that's a big mistake because very often you can't get all of the cash out. You might need to leave 10, 20, even 50,000 pounds in the property. So is that a bad deal? Well, it really depends. It depends on the return on investment. It depends on how much return you're getting based on the money you've left in. If it's a high ROI, it still might be worth doing. Now, what if you've borrowed the money from someone else to do that project? Don't they need their money back? Well, they might need the money back or they might be happy to leave it in until the value goes up and you can refinance again. Obviously, you need to communicate with your joint venture partner or your private lender. However, if you've done a 50-50 equity and cash flow share with a joint venture partner, in this particular scenario where you've bought a property for 150 you spent six so it's cost you 210 you've refinanced it at a value of 370 is 210 so you've got all the money back to the owner there's going to be 90,000 pounds of equity in that property now if you were to share that with the joint venture partner which is what you typically do you're giving them all their money back plus 45,000 pounds of equity now that property could well go up in value over time and there's no guarantee. But historically in the UK, on average, property prices have doubled every 10 years. If you look back over the last 60 years, that's pretty much the average. So this house that you've created, this HMO, is worth 300,000 now. In 10 years time, that property could be worth 600,000 pounds. So that's an additional £300,000 of capital growth. Now, if you're doing a joint venture, or you're giving half of this to your joint venture partner, your joint venture partner makes £150,000 of that 
profit because you made 300 pounds 300,000 profit they get half it so 150,000 pounds of equity you're giving them over that 10 year period plus the initial 45,000 they've got so they've got almost 200,000 pounds of equity now if it's a good HMO it should be making let's say a thousand pounds profit a month that's profit after all expenses so if you're giving your joint venture partner half of that that's 500 pounds a month which is also £6,000 a year. So over 10 years, that's £60,000 in rental income. So let's just think about this very carefully. You've given them £45,000 of equity straight away. You're going to give them £500 a month, i.e. £6,000 a year, which is £60,000 over 10 years. And then say the value of the property doubles from three hundred dollars to 600 you give them half of that equity which is another 150,000 pounds so in this case doing a joint venture will have cost you in excess of 250,000 pounds over that 10 year period think about it this way that's 25,000 pounds a year you're giving away to a joint venture partner now i know a lot of people say yes but if i didn't have the money I couldn't do the deal. And that's a very valid point. People say, well, getting 50% of the profit is better than getting 100% of no profit if I can't move forward and do the deal. And whilst I completely agree with that, I would suggest that for you to be a more sophisticated investor, you start moving from doing joint ventures into doing private loans. So instead of giving away half of the cash flow and half of the equity growth, you're giving someone a fixed rate of return. Even if you were paying 1% per month, which is 12% per annum on that money you had borrowed, it would still cost you less than £25,000 in the first year. And then once you've given all the money back to the JV partner, that's it. They get no more interest. They have no share in equity moving forward. So doing a private loan can often be far more cost effective than doing a joint venture. It's just that people get trapped in this idea of thinking they have to give away 50% of the profit. Well, I'm here to tell you that is definitely not the case. And that's why I wanted to bring your attention to this on this particular podcast and why you shouldn't always be doing joint ventures in property. There are some great times when you should, and it's good to get started, but make sure you're progressing on and becoming a more advanced investor. Now, both private loans and joint ventures are two of the methods we can use in creative finance where we're using other people's money to fund your property deals. However, there are a number of different other strategies you can also use where you're not giving away as much profit as a joint venture. And I encourage you to come and register for some online training I do about this, all about different alternative financing methods. So you can go to www.creative.com finance training.co.uk register for that training and i'm sure it will open your mind as the possibilities of how you can use other people to fund your property deals so until next time remember to always invest with knowledge invest with skill thanks for listening to the property magic podcast to get this week's show notes please visit www.propertymagicbook.co.uk forward slash podcast you can contact me via linkedin You can follow me on social media and I highly recommend you subscribe to my YouTube channel to watch loads of valuable property trading for free. All of the details are available in the show notes. Until next time, invest with knowledge, invest with skill.